Greetings, this is Carl. I am a self-declared card-carrying starter of scary things. I will openly admit that I'm fantastic at starting things and not so good at finishing. And guess what? I'm okay with it. Right? Now, I've talked a bit about this before, but I want to do a whole series on it, on being a starter. I'm not sure how many episodes it will be, but this will be the first one. Right? And what I want to cover in this is first the sort of benefits of being a starter. Then I want to talk about how valuable it is. If you are a starter of things, you've got to be really good at stopping too. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And then I also I want to sort of wrap up the series with talking about how to work with finishers. So to start, it's just a, sort of a, a stake in the ground. I just want to maybe, to use another metaphor, right? I want to fly the flag of being a starter. Amen to you, right? Like, hooray for you. If you're a starter, celebrate. I know, chances are, if you're a starter, you've sort of been beat up for it your whole life. And this is so fascinating to me, especially now in our sort of startup culture, where we celebrate startups. Even within the startup culture, starters get hammered. And the reason they get hammered, now they don't get hammered if we call them founders, but people who start things get hammered. And the reason they get hammered is we say things like, ideas are worthless without execution. And of course that's true. But the opposite is also true. Execution is worthless without a good idea. So if you're one of those people that comes up with great ideas and is willing to start them, or at least share those ideas and start something with them, it's time for you to celebrate. It's time for you to be okay. It's time for you to break off those chains that bind you from being told your whole life, like, why don't you just stick with something? In fact, let me just tell you a story. I had, I was in a, uh, in a professional workshop that I paid a lot of money for. It was a training course. And we were teamed up with uh, partners they weren't quite mentors, but they were like other people going through the workshop. You were you were teamed up and you get feedback and you typically had one. There was only about 12 people in this group and you would rotate through. It was a year long group and you'd rotate through and spend a quarter. And at one point I was teamed up with a guy who I really liked and admired. I Oh, his name was David. His name was David. I was just going to say I can't remember his name, but it just came to me. His name was David. And he had a, a, a beard where he would shave it down to kind of like the jawline. He, he referred to himself as my Dutch uncle. Now, he was Dutch, uh, so I think it's okay for him to refer to, myself, to me as my Dutch uncle. But what he meant by that was he sort of took it as his job to tell me I just kind of need to get to work. Hardworking Dutch farmer is sort of how he saw himself as my, so he would call himself my Dutch uncle. And the way that came up one day is he was, I was telling him about this new idea I had and how I wanted to get started and outline this uh, white paper I was going to write. And then I wanted, and I was telling him like, once I write the white paper though, the ideas out of my head, I'm not really all that interested in it anymore. The whole reason for writing the white paper was to build a business around it. And I wasn't all that interested in the build the business part. 
I just wanted to write the white paper. I had a great idea for it. I wanted to get the white paper written. And then as soon as it was done, I was kind of checked out of the process. In fact, I, I remember I did two or three different white papers. Some of them we got printed and they sat in the desk drawer until a partner of mine grabbed them and used them to build a great business. And then another person I collaborated with on one used that one to build a great business. So you, this track record of starting things, having ideas, seeing them in the world, and then moving on to the next idea, I've got a long track record of this. But my David, my Dutch uncle one day said, Carl, sometimes you just need to grit your teeth and do the work. Which was really fascinating because David didn't have any particularly good ideas on the white paper he wanted to write. He was coming to me for ideas on the white paper and then telling me I needed to stop having ideas and get to work, right? Now, I love David, and if he listens to this, David, I love you, and thank you, and you've taught me a great lesson that I do have to sometimes get to work. But here's the deal. I That's been going on. That was over a decade ago, right? And then I go all the way back to high school and elementary school. Just stick with something. If you've had that experience, I know that you have. Many of you have because you've sent me emails about it. I just talked with someone who is a good friend of a good friend of mine. So they're going to become a good friend of mine. Her name's Catherine. And Catherine was telling me she feels the same way. As a starter, she feels the same way. So that's the first step in this journey together is wave the flag, my friend. You are a starter. You have a rare talent. Very few people can start things like you and especially scary things that you don't even think are scary anymore because you're so used to starting. Yay for you, right? Wave the flag. You're a starter. And then we're going to cover over the next couple of episodes what you do with that. So that wraps up episode one of starting things.